Hey yo, what the fuck it is, guys? Um, well, since Tad want to be a little bitch, I guess I'm doing this little podcast right here. Um, I already have some idea of the power rankings before I made this. I just made a few changes into what I believe. Uh, I'm going to keep this short. Uh, I will go in depth on the teams, but I'm not going to do the full production quality Tat does, where he adds like music and like introduction, like commercial breaks, sort of. I'm just going to try and do this all in one take, and hopefully it comes out well enough for you guys, because Tat's a little bitch. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. So, we're going to start at uh, number 10 on the power rankings, and I think it's a pretty obvious one. We're going to go with uh, Rosie's Mango Wings, a.k.a. Tad, a.k.a. Nutsack. What kind of fucking name is Nutsack? I mean, where do I start with this team? Well, I'm going to start with I'm gonna start with the good things Tad has going for him. He does have some solid guys, like Trevor Story and J.D. Martinez, which is, you know, a good solid base, but you question... The draft position, especially when he took J.D. Martinez with his first pick in the second round, when there were many much better guys. And he does have some solid hitters, such as D.J. LeMahieu, who's currently out with Corona. Oh, and I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Um, I will be taking into account people who are sick of Corona right now, because you never know if they're going to be back soon or not. So I'm not putting a huge penalty on if you guys have like hurt players or like injured players because of Corona. But I'm just taking that into account somewhat. So, yeah. So, yeah. DJ LeMahieu is currently out of Corona. He's on the IL. Hopefully, he'll be back in time for week one. But you don't know. And like I said, he has Yohan Moncada. Uh, and I know one thing I did like about his team is he drafted Giancarlo Stanton. And you might be shitting us. You guys might be shitting on me. But this man had the most home runs in a 60-game stretch back in his 2017 MLB MVP season. And if he can repeat that in a shortened season, therefore reducing the likely likelihood he gets hurt, it could lead to Jim Carlson having another MVP type season. Not saying he will, but I did like the acquisition of Jim Carlson. But now we look at the cons, and this is where Tap fucked up real bad. First of all, this pitching is fucking atrocious. Okay, I know we all rag up, we all rag on him, and Tad tries to defend it, but Tad, you have the worst pitching in the league, dude. It's not even fucking. You have Blake Snell, who's solid, but he's coming off a season with a 4 ERA, and he was bitching about playing and prorated salaries, so who knows even if he's going to go all out. So, And the fact that that's your ace should be an issue. Then you got Denison Lamet, ass. He might get you some strikeouts, but whatever. Jesus Lusardo, good pick, but still young. Nick Anderson, your only good fucking pitcher. Corey Kluber, old guy. Robbie Ray, lots of strikeouts, but can get off home runs. Brandon McKay, two-way player, YC on here, and AJ Puck, solid guy, and then you have Caleb Smith and Justice Sheffield. Just overall, a terrible fucking pitching, Tat. You need to make some moves to here, and it seems you already tried to, but not for the pitching, and instead you got fucking raped by Rod. I don't know why you would give up Matt Olson a top three, and I don't know about top three, but top five first baseman in baseball for Hunter Dozier, and then you keep saying that You know, this guy went on a super hot stretch before he got hurt, but you can't guarantee that he's going to do that for 60 games, especially where each week definitely matters. You you need guys who are solid, and Dozier, can he he produce what he did? Yeah, he he might, but chances are he probably won't, and he'll be a mid-level first baseman you could have gotten for way less. 
that's just the way it is. And that's it for Nutsack. Now we're going on to number nine. We're going to go with Bomb Squad, a.k.a. John Deegan, the man who makes no moves. So that's why I kind of putting him here at nine. Some of the pros he has, he does have Cody Bellinger and Pete Alonso, two amazing hitters, especially if they can both repeat their past seasons. Uh, Pete Alonso hitting 50 home runs. Obviously, he's not going to top that, but a lot of, a lot of, I've, read articles saying that a lot of Mets players saying that Pete looks better and many believe he can hit 30 home runs in 60 games. And if that's the case, uh, Pete Alonso is going to carry your team. Uh, Chris Paddock also is good, especially in a short season because last year he kind of ran out of juice near the end. So maybe with 60 games, he can go all out the entire season and provide some good numbers for you. But that's uh, pretty much as good as he gets. I mean, it's just a lot of mediocre guys on here, in my opinion. Not a lot of wow factor. You know, you, you do have some star power in Javi Baez, Bryce Harper, and Josh Donaldson, but those are guys, you know, that might hit a home run or two a game, but also back that up with a lot of strikeouts and not a lot of walks. And you also have a lot of mediocre guys, such as George Springer and Victor Robles, not really good hitters. Jonathan VR, I mean, he had a great season with the Orioles, and he may have some backing with the Marlins, but Kenny. Do the same thing he did with the Orioles. Why is Carson Kelly your catcher? I really don't know much about him. There's you only have two bench players, which is Byron Butson, which I mean, he's I like him, but he's just not that good of a hitter. He will get you stolen bases when he does get on base though. And Adam Eaton's on your bench. Your pitching is really not that good. Sean Doolittle's a pretty solid closer. Same with Bryce Iglesias, but there's not much there. Shohei Otani, um, Right now, I just read something that in the intra-squad game, he only threw 15 strikes out of 50 pitches, so definitely got some control issues there. Um, yeah, Deegan, just a lot of mediocre guys, in my opinion. Still better than Tat, though. So that's something. So at number eight, we're going to go with uh, the newest member to the team, to the league, or one of the newest. We're going to go with uh, Sack, a.k.a. Suwap, Suwap Walkoffs. And some of the pros, he does have Mookie Betts and Aaron Judge. Uh, Mookie Betts, obviously an MVP candidate, and how he's in a absolutely stacked team. So he's definitely going to get more pitches to hit. Could, could see a possible MVP season from Betts. Um, Aaron Judge, again, a top 10, top 15 player in baseball when he's healthy. And the fact that it's a shortened season is only better for him, especially because it'll allow him to... You know, it's a shorter season, less chance of injury. And it seems that he's fully healthy from whatever rib injury he had. So that looks good on him. Squeeb also has some really good pitchers, such as uh, Steven Strasburg, who's just got that absolutely huge contract from the Nationals and is coming up a World Series. So, you know, he could be seeing there. Clayton Kershaw. I mean, every year we say he's going to fall off, but you never know. It's this year. Who knows, but Kershaw, regardless, should be a solid starter for the season. And Zach definitely has two of the top closers in fantasy, both Josh Hader and Roberto Osuna. But after that, I mean, there's not much. There's just a lot of eh, players. I mean, you got Vlad Jr., which I, I he's overhyped. He's still a few years from becoming good. Trey Turner, if he stays healthy, he's going to be whatever. Manny Machado really disappointed last season. Tommy Pham, I don't know. Fermil Reyes, I do like, but he strikes out a lot, so you don't know. 
You do have Big Lou on the bench. I got to give you that. Um, but yeah, you also have Gasiel Puig, who's currently not signed to a team also for some reason. And in your, in your pitching, you, you have David Price, who has opted out. You have two guys who might opt out, both David Price, who already did, and Zach Wheeler, who's kind of thinking about it also. And besides that, it's not much. So you definitely need to do some improvements. You definitely have pieces to move because you have a lot of map pieces, which together can bring you another star player in to pair next to uh, Betts and Judge. So there's definitely room for improvement for Zach. At number seven, a little bit of a shocker here, but I'm going to go with Caterpillar. No, I'm fucking with you guys. I'm going to go. I got you, Spence. I know you're listening to this. We're going to go with Hot Talent Lava, a.k.a. Jaime. You know, he's just been here in the league, kind of the quiet guy. Just saw it all, this, all these years. And I just want to make something clear. Between 10 and 8 and then everything else, I think there's a big, big gap. I feel like any team between 7 and 4 can be interchanged as they're really close. So these are just my opinions. Keep that in mind. But Jaime has, for starters, possibly one of the best pitching staffs in the league. You know, JV, Corbin, Grinky, Mike Miner, Patston, all absolutely solid guys. You got an ace in Verlander. If Mike Miner can repeat what he did last season, another great year. Granky, another solid pitcher. Corbin, another ace. And you have really two good closers in Brad Hand for the Indians, who are one of the top teams. And Edwin Diaz, if he can stop choking games, he should be really good. And for some reason, all the analytics love the Mets, so hopefully they'll bounce back. And in your hitting-wise, hitting you have a lot of solid guys. Uh, you have Anthony Risso, Jose Altuve, Nolan, uh, Jeff McNeil, Tatis, Goldschmidt, just a lot of solid guys. But I, your bench is so bad, dude. Like, Christian Vasquez, Hunter Renfro, Lucy Rios, and Cal Tucker as your bench. It's, eh, especially in a short season where you really need to maximize your hitting and whatever, having a weak bench can definitely come back to bite you as it, as it would in years past. So I would definitely suggest acquiring more solid guys. Um, but you do have guys who can play multiple positions, so that may be the saving grace here. And frankly, Jaime has a good team, but I don't think it's a great team. But I feel like if anyone that gets any player of him gets hot, he can definitely make the playoffs as a top four, top six team, whatever we're doing. He's definitely got guy to watch. And seven seems slow to him, but like I said before, teams seven through five or even four can all be interchangeable, in my opinion. So at number six, I'm going to go with myself, Poppin' Pills. Um... Frankly, I, I believe I have a solid draft, but I'm trying to be objective here. So that's why I'm putting myself at sits. Could I be as high as four? Yeah, but I could also be as low as seven. That's how I see myself right now. And, you know, pros, Mike Trout, obviously, if he doesn't hold out. Um, it seems that he will play, but I also got to consider the fact that his kid's being born in August and he's definitely going to be gone two weeks. So can I win... Can I win one of those games or one of both games when Mike Trout, my best player, is gone? And I do have two two top five pitchers in fantasy, both Matt Scherzer and Shane Bieber. Um, Shane Bieber drawing, apparently, he's looking really good in Indian training camp. And Matt Scherzer, you know, 
been a Cy Young candidate the past five years or whatever. Been one of the best pitchers in the last 10 years. Um, I also think I have one of the better benches in the league. You know, I got hitters like Chris Davis and Luke Voigt and Didi Gregoris, who I believe are all solid hitters and can eventually contribute. And just a lot of solid guys, in my opinion. I got Wilson Contreras, who's a top five catcher in fantasy. I mean, it's not saying much, but having a good catcher can go a long way. Matt Muncy can play several positions. Kittle Marte, if he can repeat what he did last season. Um, he's going to beat the top second baseman once again. Carlos Correa, if he um, if he if he stays healthy, he should be good. And now here I come to the uh, oh one final thing. I do have Spencer's gonna probably skip this, but I, as much as I hype him up, I really do believe Dylan Carlson can make an impact already. He's one of the best hitter, one of the best hitters who's a prospect right now in the Cardinals player pool. He's a switch hitting outfielder, so. He should look good. Um, Spence will say I'm hyping it up because he has a good MLB The Show card that I use. But whatever. He's a number 17 prospect in baseball. So he's solid. Hopefully he can come up and do some work for me. Now, the thing with my team, I am taking a lot of risks, especially on the pitching side. I have pitchers like Julio Arias and Zach Gallen, who I am taking a big risk on. But... Sack Allen looked really good when the Marlins traded them, traded him to the Diamondbacks. And if he can keep that up, should be another solid guy. Could possibly be the ace of that rotation. I don't know if he's the number two, number three guy right now. And Julio, Julio Rios, with the shortened season, I think the Dodgers might want to try him out more. And with the fact that he has such a good offense behind him, leaves him room for error so he can still get dubs and could possibly be a solid pitcher. But... If these don't pan out, I could be in trouble. Like, of course, I'm not taking a risk on Elo Jimenez and Ben Attendee. I feel like these two guys are breakout guys. But that's just my opinion, and they could flop, obviously. And in that case, I'm fucked. Another thing is, I have fucking two utility players. I have fucking Nelson Cruz and Chris Davis who can only play the utility spot. So that might be an issue, especially if, you know, I need to do some substitutions, and I can only, those guys who are both solid hitters. And I can't use some of my other hitters. That might be an issue. So now for number five, we are going to go with Chicago Chubbs, a.k.a. Matt. Some of the pros he has. Um, solid hitters. He has Mitch Garver, which might be the best hitting catcher in baseball. He has Josh Bell. If he can do what he did before the All-Star break last season, he's going to be a top five first baseman in fantasy. Aussie Alves, Jose Ramirez, Acuna. Solaire, I mean, just a, just a lot of solid, solid hitting. And when it comes to pitching, he does have some solid guys like Walker Bueller and Walker Bueller and Aaron Nola. I'm not the biggest Bueller or Nola fan, but I do recognize that they're pretty good. So I got to recognize that. Personally, I'm just not a big fan of them. And he does have possibly the top closer in baseball, at least fantasy-wise, in Kirby Yates. But after that, his pitching is a little bit questionable. He does have Lance McCullers Jr. He has two Astros pitchers and uh, Lance McCullers Jr. Jose Urquidy. I don't know much about these guys, but from what I've read, Urquidy can, could be good, but he's still young. And Lance McCullers uh, coming off an injury, coming off an elbow injury, so you never know how pitchers are going to be after coming back from a serious injury like that. So definitely uh, something to keep track of. 
He does have two top prospects also, Casey Mice and Wander Franco. If they come up and produce early, that's just even more firepower for Matt. And like I said before, between Jaime, me, and Matt, we can. On, I feel like we're all honestly on the same level and can be interchangeable. So it's just, just that's just my opinion. So now we're gonna get into the top four. And with number four, we're gonna go with the other newcomer of the league, G-Man Choi, or as he puts it on the fantasy, Choi G-Man. This is uh, Rod's weeaboo friend that we led into the league because we had no one else. And frankly, he has, in my opinion, the best pitching staff in the league. He has Garrett Cole and Clevenger. Garrett Cole, um, top three pitcher in baseball. Clevenger, I, as, as much as we rag on Rod for sucking his dick, he is solid. And if he can stay healthy, he'll be a solid pitcher. I think he'll be the number two guy behind Bieber in that Cleveland rotation. He has a lot of solid pitches, such as Brandon Woodruff, which was kind of underrated last season. Matt's Freed, I think, was the low. He had the lowest ERA in the National League. Don't quote me on that, though, I think. Kenta Maeda, another solid piece. And Archie Bradley, just a strikeout getter. And he complements this with Earldis Chapman and Ken Giles, two top closers, which is actually, think about it, that's both my closer from last year. So, in my opinion, he has the best pitching staff in the league, and there's no debate about it. You can't change my mind on it. That's the best pitching staff in the league, and that's going to be his driving force. But he's not hes not lacking in the hitting department either. You know, he has Juan Soto. He has Jose Abreu, who is just an RBI getter. Keston Hura, who had a great rookie year. If he can work on that, he'll be good. Alex Bregman is solid. Mondesi is solid. Eddie Rosario is solid, but um, but here's where I get to the cons. Both his utility guys, Corey Seager and Paul DeYoung, are mediocre in my opinion and not that good. And his bench is, in my opinion, the worst bench in the league. His bench currently consists of Mount Smith, Michael Conforto, and G-Man Choi. Props to him for sticking with G-Man Choi. Um, respect on that, but let's be honest, he's not a real you know, fantasy asset. And Conforto might be solid. Um, actually, what am I talking about? I'm retarded. Conforto's solid, but besides that, besides Conforto, he has no bench because then he has Mouth Smith, who's really only there for stealing bases. He's not a real good hitter. And he does have Adam Ottavino on his bench, which is good, but he's not a closer. And who knows how how the bullpens are going to work this year, especially with the fact that you got to use that bullpen arms, how to use, have to pitch to three batters every inning now, or pitch against three batters. Man, I'm losing my shit here. Fuck you, Tad. So, what am I number at? Oh, number three, we are gonna go with Lissos Bathwater, aka Nick Charo, aka Ja. And some of the pros he has is, he has really good hitting, like really good hitting. He has Christian Yelich, obviously. He has JT Ramuto, top catcher in baseball. Yuli Gurriel, another great hitter. Whit Merrifield, Devers, Semyon, an MVP candidate. Joey Gallo, Michael Brantley, Edwin, Justin Turner, Gene Segura. Just overall amazing hitting, I can't lie. Definitely a top three hitting core in the league. Maybe top one, in my opinion. But 
his pitching is where it lacks the most, and this has been the issue with him last year also. Can the pitching be good enough to support the offense? Because he, you need pitching also. And while he does have Jack Flaherty, who is really solid, coming off coming off a really good year, besides that, there's not really much to like look at. He has Trevor Bauer, who had a four ERA with the Indians, maybe five. Y'all remember when he threw that ball across the fucking center field wall in Kansas City. He has Lance Lynn, who I think is solid, but was he a one-year wonder, or can he keep this up? He has Jake Odorizzi, which he saw it, not by Marcus Stroman. He saw it, but not really like a fancy point getter. He doesn't strike out a lot, so he has to go at least six innings to get that quality start and maybe the win. And when it comes to closers, nothing special. Hector Neris and Taylor Rogers, nothing that special. He does have Will Smith right now, but he's currently on the aisle because of Corona. So yeah, if Ja can improve on his pitching, uh, Ja will definitely be in contention for the championship, in my opinion. And also, I gotta add this: he does have Clark Schmidt as his, one of his prospects. And I saw this man pitching in the intra squad game against in the Yankees intra squad game. He is disgusting. Can't lie. He was making Glaber and Carl Sanders strike out like it was fucking nothing. So if Clark Schmidt gets called up, that's gonna be a solid pitcher for Rod. I can't lie. I mean, for Rod, for um, for Ja. Excuse me there. So now we're getting to the top two, and there's only two teams left. So, who am I putting at number two? We're putting last year's champion, Spence, a.k.a. Caterpillar Emoji, playing for Trey Mancini this year, who has come down with cancer. Uh, wishing the best for Trey Mancini, and I know the uh, Caterpillar Emoji will be fired up to play for such a good cause. Spence has definitely the most balanced team all around. Solid hitting, solid pitching. Hitting-wise, you got Claver Torres, who, you know, don't know why. <laughs> Seems kind of ironic since um, he goes off against the Orioles, Spence's team. But whatever, Eugenio Suarez, Tim Anderson, Jordan Alvarez, Mats Kepler, Gary Sanchez. Um, he also does have Miguel Sano and Freddie Freeman, but they're both um, sick with Corona right now. And apparently Freddie Freeman's case is a little bit worse. So he might actually miss one or two weeks of the regular season. That should be something to take into account for Spence. And pitching-wise, um, you know, you got the Grom, you know, could be back-to-back-to-back to back to back Cy Young winner. You got Luis Castillo in our solid arm. Mike Soroka, Hyunjin Rio, Madison Bumgarner, Sean Manea. Just a bunch of solid pitchers, in my opinion. But where I see Spence lack is relievers and the way i say this is because the way i'm putting it i'm going to say it now the reason i'm putting an emphasis on relievers because apparently apparently a lot of um, teams only plan on using their starter for five or six innings and then after that letting the bullpen handle the rest at least for these first two weeks because obviously they want to keep their best arms for the stretch run in late august and early and all of september so we really don't know how important relievers are going to be for all I know, I'm wrong and starters dominated once again, but could be the case that relievers start becoming more usable, especially in fantasy just for this season. And if that's the case, Spence has Brandon Workman and Hansel Robles, two guys who are currently the closest on their team, but their job is very much up in the air. And another weakness I got to say against Spence, he does have a lot of players on the same team. For example, he has... Two Yankees players, two A's, three A's players, two Mets players. Um, 
a few like two angels players so yeah just a lot of guys on the same team and you know this can lead to mishaps um especially in such a short season missing a, missing two or three players in a game can be very crucial especially for example if the yankees game gets rained out or the yankees won't have a game that day he's losing two of his best players in gary sanchez and clay torres so finally number one um it hates me to say this but i gotta go fundy number one man fundy fucking baseball his new name and i mean what i gotta say he's probably got the best hitting staff in the uh in the league right now top to bottom just really good his one weak spot in my opinion would be andrew mccutcheon and if he doesn't want him there he can put brandon lyle brian reynolds or brian anderson who are all solid guys in a, in a team where you have standard bogus from Carlos santana to utility you're stacked <laughs> i mean he has um mustakas grandal rendon lindor blackman who's sick with corona right now but he should be able to be ready for season start nick castellanos and absolutely stack Reds uh, team and pitching wise, good pitching again. Glass now, Barrios, uh, Carrasco, uh, Sonny Gray, Morton, Tanaka, if he can be healthy in time, Luke Weaver. So, solid guys all around. But, um, yeah, just solid guys all around. And he also has two prospects just chilling there Nate Pearson and Michael Kopech. Two guys who have a realistic chance of making the roster or playing a few games and actually making an impact, especially Kopech, who's been one of the top pitching prospects ever since he's been drafted. So yeah, and also I got to add this, Rod's pulled off the only trade right now in the league, and it got him Matt fucking Olsen. So fuck you, nutsack. Not sure how how Rod was able to turn Hunter Dozier and what's it, Gavin Lutz into, into Matt Olsen. Still baffles by my heart. I was able to get away with that. And some cons for Rod, like a, he literally doesn't have a reliever. He has Seth Lugo, who's a reliever, and that's it. And like I said before, with Spence, we really don't know how important relievers are going to be. Relievers could be really important, and in that case, Rod's pitching staff is fucked because some of his best pitchers will only be going four to six innings, which is, you know, not enough. But I could be wrong, and relievers have no issue, and therefore. Rod sticks with a top two or top three pitching rotation in the league. Finally, the only other con I see against Rod um, is him being his worst enemy. As we all know, um, Rod loves to trade players, especially when they're not performing. And with such a short season, Rod might even have a short temper on this. And this may result in him making, you know, premature trades, you know, and giving guys for free, pretty much, like Tad did. But if Rod avoids this, I think Rod is the best team, and he's the team to beat. Obviously, I can't predict a champion, but him is looking, it's looking pretty good for him. So just as a recap, I'm going to go real quick. We have a number 10, Rosie Spango Winks, number 9, Bomb Squad, number 8, Suwap Walk-Offs, Number seven, Hot Tent Lava. Number six, Poppin' Pills. Number five, Chicago Chubs. Number four, Choi G Man. Number three, Lissel's Bathwater. Number two, Caterpillar Emoji. And number one, Fundy. Obviously, I didn't put that much work into this podcast. It literally took me like 50 minutes to do it, less than an hour to do it. 
So I don't know what what Tad was bitching about it. It took him. It could he could have done a shitty ass podcast like this one in fifty minutes. But hopefully this this was good enough for you guys. Um, I understand if you guys want to call it shit because I didn't put that much work into it. But um, yeah, wishing everyone the best on this fantasy in this strange strange fantasy season. Um, yeah, just one, one last thing I gotta say is uh, fuck you, nutsack. <laughs>